Welcome back to Podcast Divine. I'm Kenny, and this is Andy, and we are going to talk about the musics today. So one of our listeners, John, suggested this one. He suggested a top 10 albums, but then you have to tell which song you would skip on said albums. We knew that that would take all day, so we decided to trim it down to five per, and then we decided to uh, do our favorite song on the album in addition to the song that we would skip. So welcome back to Podcast Divine. Let's have some fun, shall we? Andy, da, da. Start us out today with your top five albums. And this is in no particular order. And this is five of our favorite albums, not necessarily our top five. So, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll go from, uh, I'll try and do it in year of when they kind of came out in, in my life. So the first ever album uh, I bought uh, was The Prodigy Experience. Uh, we touched on The Prodigy in the last podcast. Um, it came out in, uh, 91, so I was 11. It got me into, uh, the EDM scene for sure. Um, uh, my favorite song of the album is called Out of Space. And I guess the least, uh, least favorite, or if you can call it that, or the one I have to skip, uh, would be called The uh, Weather Experience. Cool, cool, cool. Any particular reason why you would, uh, choose those as your favorite tracks or the skippable ones? Uh, Outer Space was um, kind of mind blowing at the time. It was it's it's, it's kind of got this kind of reggae feel. Uh, they take samples uh, from all different kind of songs and they just mash it up into like an EDM track. And so there's a kind of reggae feel uh, to the chorus, and I really really like that. And then it goes mental. Um, so Outer Space, just because it was very different. Um, I mean, I could have gone for uh, Everybody in the Place or Charlie, but uh, Outer Space was always very special to me. I, I, you know, music just, you know, certain songs just resonate with you, and you're like, yeah, that's my jam. Uh, Outer Space was it. Uh, in terms of weather experience, uh, I guess I'll, I'd skip that, mainly because it's like eight minutes long. Um, it's a bit long for a song, but uh, I still love it. Sure, but That's sure. the one I would skip. What about yourself? Well, um... I'm not going to go in any particular order, but I would definitely, since we touched on it last time, I would say uh, Let's Dance by David Bowie is one of my favorite albums. And my favorite song on there is Cat People, parentheses, putting out fire in parentheses. It's a great track. I love it because uh, it really showcases the guitar and just, it's, it's weird enough. It's just weird enough. And hopefully the Divines will be adding it to their set list at some point in the very near future. Woot woot. Yes. The skippable one would be Without You because it's basically the exact same song as Ashes to Ashes. I would much rather listen to Ashes to Ashes as opposed to this song. So that's what we do. Okay. So Andy, how about your second album? Uh, again, just trying to go back in time to when I was a kid. Um, I could list the whole, whole uh, uh, catalog of Prodigy albums, but I'm going to... Um, steer clear of every single one. I'm going to go with Blur. Um, Blur were famous 
I guess the most famous song here in America was Song 2. You know, woohoo, that one. The theme song for FIFA, FIFA 97. Yeah, 97. Um, so uh, Blur's, uh, I can't remember if it's their first album, but it was definitely the first album I bought of Blur. It's called Park Life. Um, really, really good, really, really good album. Because uh, at the time, uh, it was kind of Blur versus Oasis. So you either like Blur uh, or Oasis. And I just went more to the side of Blur. Uh, their music is is just probably more suited to my tastes. I don't know. I do like Oasis. I do, I, I do like their albums and such. But at that time, I really enjoyed Park Life by Blur. Uh, specific song, uh, Jubilee. Uh, it's not really one that is well known. Uh, it was just, a, I guess, a, an album filler. Sure. But I really, really, really like it. It's got a really good rocky feel to it. But it's fun, too. It's, it's, it's uh, really, really fun. Um, and then one that I would skip. Uh, this one was easy. It's uh, called This Is A Low. It's, quite a, it's kind of drab and boring. Um, it's, I don't believe, in my opinion, that it belongs on the same album um, as Jubilee because it's just very... The whole album's kind of upbeat. This song is just kind of... Bleh kind of down there you know understood yeah debbie Downer, kind of yes we're familiar with those so basically what you're saying is the blur versus oasis debate was very similar to mine and Lindsay's debate versus um stephen curtis chapman and michael w smith like who do you pick at that point what camp do you fall into do you fall into saddle up your horses or you know my place in this world but you know i guess it's you know with blur and oasis it's like um like I remember being at school and, you know, you would argue with people at school. Like, oh, Blur's better than Oasis. No, Oasis is better than Blur. Well, I mean, for the longevity of it all, yeah, Oasis probably wins that one. Uh, you know, as long as they weren't fighting and breaking up and beating each other up and doing drugs and whatever. Um, but, that they, you know, they, they outlasted Blur for the most part. Um, but Blur never really came across as that kind of druggy kind of band. Um, and actually, the... A, a, a nice fact here is uh, Damon Albarn, the lead singer of Blur, is actually the uh, lead guy from Gorillaz. Exactly. I was about to say, mm-hmm. how could lest we forget? Lest we forget. I ain't happy. Yeah. I'm feeling <laughs> glad I got sunshine. <laughs> In a big old bag. It's I'm great. useless. We know. It's fine. <laughs> Along that same line of Christian music debates. Uh, <laughs> Christian? I went through a... Uh, a Christian metal phase in the early 2000s, and one of my favorite albums, still to this day, is Silence by Blindside, a Swedish band. Uh, My favorite song off that album is Pitiful, not just because of the awesome video that I saw for the first time, and it blew my mind because they were literally in a box and flailing all about. It was beautiful. It was a fantastic track. Um, that was one of the first albums that I purchased that I was able to listen through from start to finish, not skipping, not shuffling, on my CD player. And I literally wore that CD out. Like, it was scratched beyond repair. Thankfully, I was able to transfer it to iTunes beforehand. But now it's on Spotify, so it doesn't even matter. But Movie. regardless, the one song that I would skip, which was very hard for me, it's a song called Cute Boring Love, and that's mainly just because of the lyrical content. It does not apply to who I am as a human being now. It did when I was, you know, 16 years mm-hmm. old, obviously, but uh, the lyrical content does not apply. And uh, 
As a side note, if you would like to see these albums and listen to them in their entirety, I will be creating a Spotify playlist, and hopefully we will put a link in the show notes once I figure out how to do a link in the show notes. And uh, you can listen to all of these albums in their entirety on Spotify via the Kenny Devine uh, profile on Spotify. And I definitely recommend you do so. Absolutely. Maybe you'll get to know us uh, both a little bit better via music. We can only hope. Yes. So guys, did you know that you can own a Podcast Divine t-shirt? What? I know, right? It's crazy. Just go to divineentertainmentllc.com slash shop or store. Specifically, I forget which one I have the, the tag, but click the link. And it'll take you to our Etsy, and you can order a Podcast Divine t-shirt for a decent price. And it helps support this podcast and all the time that I'm going to put into editing out all of the awful language and horrible stories that we are telling. But if you would like. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to hear the uh, horrible language and the uh, uh, stories that you're not going to hear on a normal podcast, then uh, we'll do a Patreon, and uh, you guys can... Uh, Listen to what we really talk about. Yeah, so uh, the third album uh, will be Moby, Everything is Wrong. Uh, Moby is a super, super talented uh, man. Um, electronic music, uh, you know, chill out music. He, he, he's got it all. He's a very, very talented man. Um, everything is Wrong um, was actually, at the time when I listened to it, everything was right about that album. It was... Uh, phenomenal. Um, it has everything. It has everything. Uh, all, all, all the kind of genres from, like I said, EDM or uh, chill out. It has it all. Um, the song that I absolutely adore on the album, and I mean adore it, is uh, "Feeling So Real." Uh, it's fantastic live. You can go on YouTube and and just type in Moby uh, "Feeling So Real" live. It's 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 amazing. Um, the, the bass is phenomenal. It's really deep. It's really loud. It actually makes the song. I think the song is the bass. Um, and then the, the female vocals in the song is, it's so like, it just captivates, it captivated me. So, um, 110%, that's actually still one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, feeling so real. Um, song that I would skip is... Uh, God moving across the water. Uh, it's it's a chill out song. Um, I'm more of an upbeat person, so uh, that's the only reason I I think I chose that song. I do like that song. I mean, all the songs that I would skip in this um, in this podcast that we've mentioned, I would you know I'd listen to easily. There's you know nothing wrong with them, but I had to choose one that I would skip, and that's it. So the third of my five favorite albums is Easy Tiger by Ryan Adams. Love that album so much. It's a great, great, easy listener and delves more into the Americana side of my musical tastes. Um, favorite track on that one is Goodnight Rose. It's the intro track, and it really just kind of kicks the door in. It's like, okay, I'm here. I'm doing my thing. The Cardinals are my backing band with Neil Casal. May he rest in peace and everyone else that was in that band that I don't remember their names because I'm a horrible person. Um, nice. song that I would skip would be I Taught Myself How to Grow Old, 
still a great song, but a little slow in the context of the album. But it is also the last song, so it kind of makes sense in the grand scheme of things. So that's where I'm at on that. Uh, love that album. It's been one of my favorites since it came out in 2007. So um, are, we, are we getting to the point now where we're talking about our two most favorite albums? Not necessarily, because I've gone completely out of order on right, mine. Right. But you have not. As I have not, no. Yes. So no. We'll, we'll preface each one and be like, this is not in order for me, but it is in order for Andy. It is for me. Yes. It <laughs> is for me, for sure. From age, you know, as I was growing old. Uh, so my second favorite album uh, that I've chosen... Uh, there's no way I could have not chosen this band uh, in my top five. It's Muse. Uh, the album is not Origins of Symmetry. What? I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, it's Absolution. So many reasons why it's Absolution. I'm not saying Origins of Symmetry was not a great album. It's phenomenal. But this one, to me, is the best Muse album of all time mainly because this is the album that got me into Muse wholeheartedly. I bought into Muse big time from one song on this album, and we spoke about it before the podcast. It's Stockholm Syndrome. Absolutely. It is literally the greatest rock song of my life. I absolutely love Stockholm Syndrome. The, the actual meaning of Stockholm Syndrome is, <laughs> you know, is a little weird, but um, and especially to be singing about that. Uh, but the the bass, the the guitar riff, the drums, uh, the whole feel of that song. I don't know if there's a better song in terms of rock uh, for me ever. Um, it's the greatest. Whenever I've seen Muse on numerous occasions, and um, oh, a story. I went to Oklahoma, travelled from here, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, to Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa. And um, it was one of my first Muse concerts and oh, in America, sorry. Mm. And um, I was waiting the whole time for Stockholm Syndrome and they did not play that song oh. at all. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, I mean, th- I mean, the concert was phenomenal. I was, I was with my best friend who I grew up with in England. He, you know, he was here and um, they did not play Stockholm Syndrome. You know, they played Lights of Sidonia and things like that, which is... Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, and then um, I went to Atlanta to watch them a couple of years later. And they do this thing where they do like a Russian roulette on the screens, like of what song it could be. It could be like Newborn, Time is Running Out or Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, my gosh. And it landed on Stockholm Syndrome. And like I just lost everything because I was finally going to hear the song that got me into Muse. And my God, when you hear that song live... When he sings, like he screams, like the chorus, it's just, it takes me to a whole new place. It's just, I mean, I mean, Matt Bellamy is one of the greatest rock singers of all time. His range is ridiculous. It, he should not be a rock singer. He should be, you know, he should be on stage in, in Broadway or the London West End. Um, Muse is just one of the greatest rock bands to ever come out of, of England. And I would argue with that with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still going, thank God. Um, so Stockholm Syndrome was is, was absolutely huge for me. Um, it turned it turned my love of rock 
into solid love, you know. Um, I guess the the song that I would skip, though, I, I with a heavy heart, is Fury. Yeah. Um, I can't give you a reason why. I just had to give you um, a song that I would skip. That would be it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Muse, but that's it. Uh, dear eight pounds six ounce baby muse we apologize for skipping on fury yeah yeah what about yours okay so number four ironically enough is led zeppelin four mm-hmm. the one with all the symbols on it yes it has stairway mm-hmm. yeah yeah everybody's like oh stairway to heaven it's a great song uh a bit, you long. Can, a bit long you can't play it in any guitar center without somebody <laughs> cussing you out at least once but that's okay. Uh, I'm not a like, guitar player. You've so. seen Wayne's World, right? Yes. Yeah. It's when uh, <laughs> when when Garth's on the drums. Also, yes. no, it's not when Garth's on the drums. It's when Wayne's starting to riff. Yes. And he does Stairway to Heaven, and uh, then he points to a sign saying No Stairway to Heaven. Yes. He's like denied. Denied. Wayne's World, classic movie. We'll classic to, movie. We'll, we'll, get, ta- we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll get to classic movies later. Yeah. I'm sure. Even though this is mo- mostly a music podcast yeah. and a Birmingham centered. Post millennial podcast. We'll go with there. Yeah. We'll go with there. We'll cover everything we yeah. can. We will. Why we will. not? It's fine. Everything's fine. So, um, my fourth favorite album is Led Zeppelin 4. Um, my favorite song on that is When the Levee Breaks. It's such a great track. And when you know exactly how they recorded that, they stuck John Bonham in a stairwell. And that's how you get that fantastic natural reverb not one of john bonham's best drum songs by any means don't get me wrong as a personal bonham fan and the reason that i don't play double bass pedals because if that man can do it with one foot i can too amen amen it's just such a great track it changed my life the first time i heard it and i was like well how did they get this reverb and then they i did the research and found out that they were in a stairwell and i was like that's great okay cool gonna use that one later uh, the one song that I would skip on that is Going to California, and I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion, um, but it's just a little too, you know, hippie for my taste in the grand scheme of everything that's on that album. And um, you're allowed your opinion. Exactly. It's exactly. okay. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts is yeah. that uh, podcast hosts are allowed to have their opinion. You are. And those opinions are those expressly stated by the podcast hosts and every other disclaimer that you would have to put in this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily saying I would go the same way as you, but you know, that's uh, exactly. This is hey, this is your moment. Exactly. The, exactly. Que- the question was posed to us, and we are answering the questions. I would also like to throw back in thanks to John, our yeah, thanks, faithful John. listener that loves our podcast, and we appreciate you. And. Uh, you can check him out on the YouTubes at Worst Person View. He flies drone. He dr- he flies what the drones. Name. That's great. He does the drones. He does the videography. He's Here a good boy. We like him. So uh, shameless plug for John Keys. Love you, buddy. And uh, thank you for the podcast suggestion. So what's your? Are we on fifth? I lost we, count. Well, we're on. We're on. Uh, for me, it's it's the favorite album. Ooh. My favorite album of all time. Uh, very easy choice. We talked about it uh, in the last podcast. It's The Fat of the Land by The Prodigy. Yes, I've gone back to The Prodigy again. Um, Surprise. It, it was 96, I believe, 95, 96 when it came out. Um, blew my mind. Um, my absolute, I mean, my love for The Prodigy is is absolute, uh, never-ending, to the grave kind of thing. Um it was just an absolutely brilliant album. Um, 
by my favorite band and it's it's always been my favorite album ever since i heard it from the very first track to the very end i was just like wow um this album is just complete um which makes skipping a song pretty difficult um because i wouldn't really like to skip any songs from this album the the easiest choice was uh my favorite song from the track uh, which is track number one. The very first time I put that in my CD player, I got on a bus, a public bus, early in the morning when the album came out. I traveled about 30 minutes to a place called Commercial Road in Portsmouth, HMV, uh, which was the uh, record store that you would go to to buy albums and things like that. And I bought two copies. I was so excited. I bought two copies, one for me, one for my brother. And um, then I got the bus back immediately and I just could not wait to uh, put the CD in and listen and um, wow the first song just blew me away absolutely blew me away smack my bitch up yes Um, it's my favorite song of all time there is no question if anyone at any point in my life even when I'm like 99 because I'm close to that age right now (laughs) when I'm 99 and I'm on my deathbed and you know someone says to me what is your greatest song your favorite song I'd say smack my bitch up and they're going to look at me really really funny um it's gonna it's gonna be my favorite song forever um it's just (sighs) emotion because I love EDM music uh, but I wouldn't say that Prodigy are really EDM uh, anymore. They're more electronic punk. I guess that kind of falls into that kind of same genre, but not really. Um, you know, uh, EDM to me is like DJs, like Tiesto, uh, Paul Oakenfold, and Ferry Corsten, and places like Skrillex. Well, Skrillex is not EDM. He's, I don't know what the hell he is. Um, but anyway. Shots fired, shots fired. Yeah, um, probably move on from that one <laughs> um you know i'm talking about like proper old uh, you know old school djs edm that kind of stuff right acid um, house how do you feel about acid house just out of curiosity it's okay okay yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't say no if i was in a in a club listening to it I'd absolutely i'm okay, okay with it you know uh but skrillex is just a yeah abomination yeah. it's is uh, that what you're saying here i wouldn't go as far as that there are some skrillex tracks that i don't mind um but for the majority of it, it's just a lot of noise to me. Um, so any, anyway, uh, Smack My Bitch Up was just, uh, I, guess, I don't know if it was life-changing, but it was a game-changer for me in terms of what I really, really liked. It's, it's very hard. It's in your face. I don't know if, you've, uh, if you know the song. If you don't, listen to it. Do yourself a favor. Watch the music video. I can't go into too much detail because it's pretty um explicit this is a pg-13 podcast Uh, by the way but the video is absolutely genius uh just when you think you know what the heck's going on massive twist oh i did not see that coming um which makes the song even better when you've uh you know when you listen to it with the with the music video um it's it's just the greatest song of my life that's that's it and could i have it at my funeral (laughs) <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll I'll try and get it in there, um, but I'll I'm, personally make sure that yeah, that is a thing. But I'm for not you. I'm not a hundred percent sure it would happen. Um, the song that I would skip uh, is is Minefields. I guess um, I feel like I'm a traitor right now. 
no because doubt. this album is like the love of my life in terms of music. Um, Minefields was actually in the Matrix, the very first Matrix movie. Um, I get. I, I guess the only reason I'm choosing this is just because it's just more of a. Um, it's a slower tempo, um, and we've we've spoken about the the tempo of music being a you know definitive whether it's going to be on our uh, skip list or not. Which is weird, yeah. you know, but that's because yeah. we're, we're DJs and drummers. But I would, I would say that, that Minefield is, is just a little slower than um, the majority, or if not all of the rest of the album. So Minefields would be the one I skip, regretfully. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I can truly attest to this being a great album, and it's because of Andy that I actually listened to it um, in its entirety and realized, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. And again, we were this close. This close. This close to seeing them in Atlanta mm -hmm. a couple years ago. But uh, RIP Keith. Mm -hmm. That's all I got to say about that. Yep. And your final album, Kendrick. So my final album, which has not been in any particular order, I just want to make that perfectly clear, um, my final album is The Battle of Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine. Um, a really phenomenal album in my life. My former bass player, uh, Michael Johnson, uh, introduced me to this album, uh, and I realized at the time that he introduced it to me that it was it spoke to all of the teen angst in my body at the moment in more ways than one. And then I also had a Sega Dreamcast and played a lot of Tony Hawk 2. And uh, Gorilla Radio was on, on the Tony Hawk 2 soundtrack. So uh, fell in love with this album, fell in love with Gorilla Radio, which is my favorite track on the album. Uh, the one song that I would skip, and like most of the songs on our list that we would skip, it's just a little too low-key for my taste and doesn't really fit in the grand scheme of the album, in my humble opinion. Um, it's the song Maria. Um, I love every other track on that album. For some reason, I just don't love Maria. And I, I feel bad about that, obviously. I have a deep-seated guilt, uh, as one does. And I lose a lot of sleep over it, but, you know, Maria is just not my favorite track on that album. And that's okay. It is okay. It is okay. So with our Spotify playlist that I will do a link in the show notes at some point when I figure out how to do that, uh, we'll have our favorite song on each album and our skippable ones. And then you can be the judge of if we made the right decision or not. If you have any comments or show yeah. suggestions, I would love to hear. I would love to hear your opinions. If you listen to the whole albums, I'd love to hear your opinions on it. Um, you know, not everyone's going to love the albums that you've chosen. Not everyone's going to love the albums that I've chosen. Probably more people going to not like the albums that I've chosen to yours, um, mainly because you know it's it's just something very very different um, to probably what they're used to. But you know, I. I would love to, you know, any feedback, any kind of, hey, I love this song, or hey, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what oh, you man, smoking over that, there? That's bad. Um, that's uh, you real know, bad. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, uh, that's fine. You know, it's okay. Um, uh, I, I've been in America a long time. When people ask me about, you know, my favorite band, things like that, and I tell them, the Prodigy, they're like, uh, the, the, the who? 
I'm like, no, no, not the who, the prodigy. Um, so, you know, Muse, uh, pe- most people know who Muse are, but uh, Moby, Blur, because of Song 2, FIFA 97. Uh, but the prodigy especially, um, you know, not many people really know who they are. Um, so, yeah, give us your feedback. We'd love to, uh, well, I'd lo- certainly love to, to, to hear uh, your opinions on it. So what you're saying is you're the John the Baptist of the prodigy. You are mm-hmm. proclaiming the mm-hmm. way of mm-hmm. the prodigy. Okay, mm-hmm. I they, got you. They, I mean, they, they are the reason why we have dance music. Truly. Like, they were the pioneers. So, you know, without the prodigy, uh, if you like EDM or, you know, uh, electronic punk, or, you know, electric music, you, can, you need to be listening to the prodigy because they are the, the, the people that started it. Basically, and they st- actually started it in illegal raves uh, in in the UK, uh, and then they got picked up. And that's um, again, I, c- I can go back to Moby. Uh, Moby always uh, tributes certain songs to the illegal raves in the UK when he used to go there. Yeah, um, feeling so real with the song I spoke about. You know, was, was written because. Um, he, he absolutely loved the illegal race in, in the UK. So, um, yeah, if you like uh, electronic music, you've got to listen to the Prodigy because they're, they're the ones that basically invented it. I will have a contentious, contentious. opinion on that. In the fact that they may have pioneered that particular style of electronic music, but the true sure. electronic pioneers <laughs> are Kraftwerk. And we can have a whole show we discussion could. about that we could. at we a later could. date. But that's my Autobahn. teaser. That is my teaser for a future episode yeah. of talking about how influential Kraftwerk were mm-hmm. in all of electronic music, new wave in the 80s, and also in acid house, electronic dance music, and everything else in between. We'll get there next time. Thank you for hanging out on today's episode of Podcast Divine. I am Kenny. And I'm Andy. And we appreciate your patronage. Make sure you follow us on the Instagrams at Podcast Divine. Uh, if you would like a t-shirt, please go to DivineEntertainmentLLC.com and click on the shop link. Buy it. Buy that shirt. It would definitely help us out. Duh. And we would like to thank our sponsors, Pass the Jar Podcast, who didn't know that they were going to be a sponsor on this show, but I'm giving them a free plug anyway because I love them. Surprise. And they're they're kind of the reason that we're doing this because Mm. I was inspired when I was on their show. Check them out on any place that podcasts are sold or distributed. Thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.